Hi there, my name is Joshua Maina, host of the Joshua Generation Leadership Podcast. I'm glad that you could uh, join me today again. And thank you for always tuning in to this podcast episodes. You're receiving a lot of comments, a lot of encouragement, which, you know, helps me create and push forward the content that empowers you as a leader, entrepreneur, and innovator in becoming a great person in this society because greatness is found in the extremes well for today's podcast i was thinking about something that you know we as people especially in the employment place if you're an employee or you're an employer usually struggle with and that's safety you wonder huh? how safety what do you mean by that And that forms the basis for my next discussion. Why good leaders make you safe. As I start, I'd like to tell you a story of someone known as Captain William Swinson. Captain William Swinson was one of the greatest Marines to ever walk in the U.S. Army. Captain William was awarded a Medal of Honor for saving a group of Afghan officials during the Afghan war. He saved a group of Afghan officials who had been surrounded by the Taliban. The Taliban basically are the people who opposed the government and they did this through violence. He went into the line of fire, now Captain William, not caring about his life, but instead he cared about saving the people he was tasked with protecting some of these people were injured in the battlefield down and out but captain william would go pick them up take them back to the medivac team medivac team is the team in the army that deals with medical emergencies they evacuate you when you're having a medical emergency So he would take one person, carry him all the way to the medivac team. And the medivac team would now um, take the person to hospital. By coincidence, a medivac person among the medivac team had a camera, a GoPro camera at the top of his helmet. So this whole scene was recorded on camera. From the camera feed, you can see as Captain Williams sees each one of them and then gives them a kiss goodbye after which he turns around runs back into the battlefield and rescues more without caring about his life i believe that's leadership i believe that's true leadership not caring about others not caring about yourself rather but rather caring about your teammates I don't know about you, but I believe that's great leadership. It's a form and expression of true leadership. Leadership that is based on love. In the army, people are usually given a medal of honor by sacrificing themselves so that others may gain. Can you believe that? In an army, people are given a medal of honor by sacrificing themselves so that others may gain how is that possible you know 
While in the business world, people are usually rewarded based on the bonuses they bring into the company. And when I say people are usually rewarded, I don't mean the team members, but rather I mean the leaders of those organizations. So, for instance, you are an employee. You've brought in a partnership worth a million Kenyan shillings. Do you know who will get rewarded for that? Well, I can't say it's not going to be you, but rather it's going to be the CEO or managing director of your company. This actually take, tends to happen a lot in the banking sector. That's why many people usually have a problem with the banking sector because the reward mechanism of a banking sector is based on the top leader, but rather not the team member. So you can tell there's a big difference between an army and a bank. And I asked myself, so this army person who is willing to sacrifice themselves for the greater good of the team, where do such people come from? Because have you, have you met them? I don't think I have myself. And if you have, please comment on that. Okay? Well, I believe this is all attributed to the environment that has been created. Okay? Trust and cooperation play a key part in all this. Trust and cooperation. Keep that in mind as I continue with this discussion because it's going to be a very integral part in ensuring that you become a leader who makes a place safe. Unfortunately, trust and corporations are not systems, but they are feelings. Systems can be implemented. An example of a system is a bill in the parliament. MPs create bills in the parliament that will help the community. Since a bill is a system, it is possible for it to be implement, implemented in the society. But trust and corporations are feelings. You cannot take trust and cooperation to the parliament. It will never be implemented. You cannot simply say to your team member, trust me. And they do. It's going to take some work. So now, how do you make trust and cooperation part of your work ethic as a leader in your organization? Well, I have a solution for you. In the marketplace, in your organization, in your company, there is always going to be danger. I'll give an example of a history lesson that I learned back in high school. A history lesson when we were talking about the early human beings, the Homo sapiens, the Homo erectus, Homo habilis, all those. The early human beings had the danger of being attacked by wild animals because they would live in the wild, according to what I was taught in history. So they had different challenges. For instance, they would be attacked by a group of lions. 
or a pack of hyenas as they slept. Or they could be attacked by a rival community. So how did they make themselves safe? They did this by implementing trust and cooperation. Trust to the point that one person would watch over the entire community at night. They would stay awake looking for any danger. If there was a sign of danger, they would wake up the whole community. Meaning, this one person was trusted by a community of, let's say, 100 people. That's an example of a safe net during a dangerous situation. But you may wonder, now, how does this apply to the corporate world? Well, there are certain dangers in this corporate world, such as lack of jobs or your job security, or even poverty and the collapse of the stock market. Remember the 2008 market crash in the U.S.? That was a very dangerous time to be living in the U.S. But how do you create a safe net now in such a situation? Well, feelings have become to a place where they work as the safety net. Feeling safe amongst your own fosters trust and cooperation. So, you as a leader, have you created a safety net for your team? And you as a team member, do you feel that the organization you're working for is actually safe? As you begin this process, it's the leader that sets the tone. When a leader chooses to sacrifice their comfort for the sake of the team, that sets the tone of leadership. What do I mean by sacrificing their comfort for the sake of the team? I mean, you as a leader, you have to spend sleepless nights ensuring that at the end of the month, my team member will have a salary. That brings in job security. At the end of the month, this organization will have funding to give people a salary for the next five years. I have a mentor um, by the name Alex Eze. Alex Eze is the former CEO of Africa Population Health and Research Institute. It's an international NGO. Alex Eze is actually a professor now. Professor Alex Eze retired or left his position as the CEO of the company in 2017. I actually remember the day because the day he was leaving was when I was finishing my high school exam. And on that day, one thing stood out. As he left, he left funding for the organization that would run the organization for the next two years without even getting any more funding. Meaning, this organization would be able to do its projects, pay its consultants, pay its employees, everyone from the CEO all the way down to the messenger for the next two years meaning they would not need to look for funding for the next two years because everything was secure. And how did he do this? He once told me he would get 
home at 1 a.m. And I wonder, get home at 1 a.m.? And I would ask him, when would you leave the house then in the morning? He would say, um, by around 6, I've already left the house, headed to the office. You get home at 1 a.m. and you leave the house at 6 a.m. That means he was sacrificing his comfort for the sake of the team. That sets the tone for leadership. Have you ever met someone who's tough and on you because they fear being fired? That shows that there is no safety net in the job. You may fail to understand that statement. And wherever I struggle to understand a statement, I ask for an example. And in this case, I will give you an example. Have you ever been in an airport setting where you've met someone who is in a hurry to board a plane? And the person at the, at the gate says, no, sir, you cannot board. You cannot board. It doesn't matter how impatient you are. But you cannot board until you go through the due process. And you wonder, how, why, why, why not just allow him? And then this person will tell you, if I let him pass, many people will want to pass. And if I let that happen, there will not be any way for me to control the crowd. And that will make me get fired. That simply is a red flag. If you're in that position, you're not safe in your job. So if you, if you ever meet such a person, always remind them you should be in a safe environment. If the conditions show danger, we focus on actually protecting ourselves rather than working on the growth of the organization. We don't focus on growing the organization, but instead we, we, we always have to look over our shoulder. Am I, am I, am I going to get fired today? Is, it, is today my day? You know, so you focus on protecting yourself rather than working on the organization's growth. This podcast has been filled with examples because I believe examples are one of the ways people can actually see that whatever is talked about actually has happened. So I have another example. The CEO of Next Jump, Charlie Kim. NextJump is a big tech company in the US. So the CEO introduced an analogy of a parent and a child. Okay? And he said, you'd never fire your child or kick them out of the house. Firing your child in this case is kicking them out of the house based on poor performance in school. Maybe they got a C and because they got a C, you kick them out. I don't think there is a parent who can do that. Okay? But rather, a parent would teach the child, would pay for tuition, would do this, would help him, would buy books for the child, so that this child can improve on his grades. So Charlie Kim goes and says, this analogy can actually be used in the company. No one should be laid off due to poor performance, but rather they should be coached to improvement. 
Charlie Kim literally introduced a policy whereby a lifetime employment policy whereby no one in his organization would ever get fired because of poor performance. But instead, this person who's performing poorly would be sat down and they would now talk on how they can improve things. If you had hard times in your family, you'd never get rid of them. The same should be actually employed in your organization. Great leaders would never sacrifice the people. They would actually sacrifice themselves for the people. And great leaders would never sacrifice the people just so that the organization may look good or save the numbers, meaning the profit they make. But instead, it would have to be vice versa. When people feel safe in the organization, trust and morale grows a hundredfold. And believe me you, that will help your organization grow. True leaders make a choice to put themselves behind the team, push them forward before they themselves gain. Basically, this is the principle of servant leadership. And servant leadership is a choice, not a rank. A true leader takes care of the person to the left and the person to the right. Leave no man behind is the motto. And when you do this, when you give your team blood, sweat, and tears, I'm pretty sure, not I'm pretty sure, I'm 100% sure that your team will do the same to you. And that will boost the organization forward. Your team will give you blood, sweat, and tears. I was recently looking at an article whereby a certain CEO in one of these manufacturing companies in Kenya actually left the organization. I don't know if it was Peptown, the tomato sauce company. I believe it was that. And as he was leaving, a video circulated of the team crying. Your employees literally cry because you're leaving the organization. I mean, that was a sight to behold because that rarely happens. I've never seen a CEO leave an organization and the team cries. I, I haven't until I saw it once. That speaks volume of the kind of leader this person was. Because this leader made the environment safe for the team. And that is why good leaders make you safe. So it's an encouragement to you now, as a leader, make the environment of the people safe in your organization. Ensure that they are not always looking over your sh their shoulder, but rather they should be looking forward to ensure the organization grows. And you as a team member, if you are in an organization where you don't feel safe, I think it's time you changed your path. Because being somewhere where you're not safe breeds problems in the future. 
So that has been your Joshua Generation podcast. I hope it has been impactful in one way or another. And I pray that as we continue to build capacity, you'll continue being a leader of value, an entrepreneur of substance, and an innovator of excellence.